This is the Paracay Podcast, proudly brought to you by major sponsor Jack's Pale Ale, exclusively available at Parramatta Leagues Club, Shannon Cooney from Glenmore Park Realty, Bo Cook from Loan Market, BTZD, the official apparel partner of the Paracay Podcast, and the Parramatta Times, the official media partner of the Paracay Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Paracave Podcast. And now over to your host, Troy Warner, broadcasting live from the world-famous Paracave. And yes, hello and welcome back to another episode of the Paracave Podcast. It is the second last team list Tuesday tipping podcast for the year with prelim finals in the NRL and also semi-finals in the NRLW, well, you could call them prelim finals as well because the winners of those games go into the grand final for the NRLW. So just the two games this weekend and the grand final next week. So three games of rugby league in the NRL left for this season. And, geez, there's some cracking games coming your way and the top four teams have made it through to the preliminary finals in the NRL and the top four in the NRLW. Look, let's start with the NRLW. It is a double header on Sunday, but at different venues. The Newcastle Knights, the minor premiers and also defending premiers, take on the fourth place Broncos up at McDonald Jones Stadium in Newcastle. And what a game this is going to be. Look, the Newcastle Knights, they are in form. They have been winning, winning, winning. The Brisbane Broncos, they started off slow, and then they got there with some wins and got into the top four of the NRLW, and they take on the Newcastle Knights. The last time these two sides played wasn't that long ago. It was a two-point win to the Newcastle Knights, 22 points to 20. And I think it was a Jesse Southwell goal that got them over the line on that day. So this proves to be another, could be another close game between these two sides. But you'd like to think that at Newcastle, the Newcastle Knights are going to get away with this one and play in their second grand final in a row so obviously the players to look out for for the Newcastle side to make Upton at full back uh, you've got Jesse Southwell at half back couple of forwards as well Caitlin Johnston uh, Hannah Southwell the captain as well at lock as well and former Paracay podcast guest Nita Maynard on the interchange bench as well for the Newcastle Knights for the Broncos well, you have obviously Ali Brigginshaw, captain of the Broncos at halfback. She is a legend of the NRLW and the Brisbane Broncos, having won premierships before with them and looking to go again. Uh, look, her combination with Gail Broughton has been a 
real find this year. So no doubt they will be crucial to the Brisbane Broncos' chances again against the Newcastle Knights. Look, I'm going to tip the Newcastle Knights in this one simply because they they are the defending premiers. They are the minor premiers. This is at home in Newcastle. There should be a big crowd up in Newcastle uh, for this game. The Newcastle fans, they love to get behind their team, whether it's the men's or the women's team. We saw in the NRL their last three home games were sold out. So I'm expecting a big crowd for the Newcastle Knights up there on Sunday at McDonald Jones Stadium. So, look, I'm going to tip the Newcastle Knights. I think it could be a close game, but the Broncos, they will definitely give the Newcastle Knights a run for their money, but I don't think they'll get that close. In the second game on Sunday, sees the Roosters, the second-place Roosters, take on the third-place Titans at Allianz Stadium in Sydney, uh, the Roosters' home ground there. So the last time these two sides played, the Roosters got away with the victory, 30 points to 8 on that occasion. And look, the Roosters, again, they have been one of the form teams of the season. The Titans, they've had their ups, they've had their downs. They got into the finals with a great win over the Canberra Raiders last Sunday down there in Canberra but uh, look this is another challenge for them this se- this year against the Roosters at Allianz Stadium it's a star-studded lineup the Roosters Corbin Baxter fullback Isabel Kelly center and captain Taryn Aiken, she's been a find for the Roosters, a great so- signing for them. Um, Millie Boyle, obviously another good signing for the Roosters, coming from Newcastle in the prop position. Keely Davis at hooker, Olivia Koenig in the second row. So they're a star-studded lineup. The Roosters, look the new, uh, sorry, the Gold Coast Titans. They've got some great players as well. Ivania Politi at fullback, um, Jamie Chapman in the centres can score a try or two. Lauren Brown has been one of their great signings uh, this year at halfback. Has won the Titans a couple of games off her boot by kicking field goals. Shannon Marto, well, she's a meter reader. She loves running the ball and getting those meters. Some outstanding figures this year from Shannon in that front row position. So, look, they, they'll match them in the forwards. Um, the backs will be a good contest as well. This is going to be a really interesting game, I think. There could be the possibility of an upset, but I will tip the Roosters in this game to take on to win this game against the Gold Coast Titans and to play the Newcastle Knights in the grand final next week at Accor Stadium. Right, now to the NRL. And look, as I said before, it's the top four teams from this year. So it just sort of proves to you again that you cannot win this competition from outside the top four. And it sees the first game, sees the Panthers take on the Storm at Accor Stadium in Sydney, 7.50pm Friday, 
first versus third. Now, the Storm, they are going into this game as rank outsiders, the highest price with the bookies they've had ever in finals, which is very strange. The Panthers are going into this game as red-hot favourites. And, look, you can't blame them. They are the premiers. They are looking for that three-peat, so they are keen to get into that grand final. They're fourth in three, uh, sorry, they're fourth in four years, 2020, 21, 22, and if they make it this year, 23 as well. So looking for that three-peat as well. The last team to do that was the Parramatta Eels in 81, 82, 83. So they would love to join them in doing that. Now, the big news out of Penrith is Jerome Luai is back and named at 5'8". Some say a risk of him coming back so early from a shoulder injury. Uh, Four weeks, I think it's been. And look, is he 100% fit? Maybe, maybe not. That is probably why Jack Cogger has been named on the interchange bench just as a little bit of security on the bench there because if Jerome goes down, then Jack will just slot straight into that 5'8 position. We've seen him do it over the last few weeks whilst Jerome's been out and has done a pretty good job and a good combination with Captain Nathan Cleary. So, look, no, uh, Melbourne have a target. Uh, to send a big, probably probably big Nelson Asafa Solomona at him, I reckon, uh, just to test that shoulder out. Look, it may be right and maybe not. Um, they will know probably tomorrow when you hear it, or today when you hear this podcast, Wednesday, uh, just to clarify that, Wednesday when I think they have a, a, a training session, unlike their captain's run, they'll have a training session where... Jerome's shoulder will be tested. They'll probably have Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris run off the back fence, running at him, and Jerome trying to tackle him. So, look, that'll be interesting. So the Penrith officials uh, will know probably tomorrow after training how he has pulled up, and he will know himself. So I guess it's probably a little bit up to the player as to how he feels and if he wants to play the game and if he's not going to let his team down by going into the game injured so look it's going to be an interesting one there with Jerome Luai definitely if he plays he will be a target for the Melbourne Storm uh, and their big forwards for someone to run at him and just keep on running at him all night make him do a lot of defense and see how that shoulder holds up. Isaac Tungo comes back into the into the centres as well. He's had a few injuries this year, but he is back again in the centres. So another good um, get, I guess you could call it get, uh, in for the Panthers there. Um, so uh, a pretty full-strength side there. As I said, looking to go for that three-peat. Uh, they had that. They had the week off this week after their first semi-final win against the New Zealand Warriors a couple of weeks ago now. And they've had the week off. They're in the prelim final. They're used to these conditions at the moment. So 
they will know what to do. They will be feeling very confident indeed. Their opposition, the big news for them is Jerome Hughes. So the two Jeromes in the injury news headlines this week. Well, Jerome Hughes has been named at halfback. A calf injury kept him out of the loss against the Broncos last week and also the sorry the week before and the game against the Roosters as well. So he is back as well this week. So uh, a big in for them, and they will know probably on Thursday when they have a bit of a run as to how that calf is. But I think it, it's a crucial for the Melbourne Storm that Jerome Hughes plays in at halfback. He's got the experience of big games, and his combination with Cameron Munster is very, very important for Melbourne to be winning this game. Tyron Wishart has been named on the interchange bench. Look, he did a fantastic job last week against the Sydney Roosters, scored a great try, led the team around as well in place of Jerome. He did a great job, and that's probably why he's been named on the interchange bench as well as a bit of cover for Jerome as well. Uh, but it, uh, in these big games, you probably want your best players playing. So Jerome has been named. Harry Grant has been named at hooker, um, starting hooker. Whether that comes to fruition or not, last week we saw him come off the bench and he uh, against the Roosters and in what a little bit of a controversial game I guess you could call it for Harry with the knock on that wasn't called and also the high tackle that was upon him from Sam Walker that wasn't called as well so he was certainly in an, in the game last week against the Roosters but he's been named at starting hooker would you put him on the bench or would you start him against the Panthers? It's an interesting one. Um, if you have him on the bench and you fall behind on the scoreboard, then you're going to be chasing your tail. Uh, if you if you put him on the bench and you get off to that good start against Penrith and uh, then you bring on Harry Grant to run around those tired forwards, well, that's probably a bonus as well. So a little bit of a gamble that Craig Bellamy will have to make during the week. But we know with Craig Bellamy's experience over 20 years plus of coaching that in these situations he generally makes the right call. So... Um, It'll be interesting to see what happens an hour before the game and to see where Harry Grant is named. Uh, Justin Ollum has been named again in the centre position. Uh, His second game back for the Melbourne Storm after playing for the Brisbane Tigers who won the Queensland Cup last week. So congratulations to them, their first title in... 32 years I think it was so congratulations to them they defeated the Burley Bears coached by ex-Paramatta legend Luke Burt so commiserations to them Uh, Will Warbrick on the wing, how good was that try right at the end of the game after the crossfield kick from Cameron Munster 
for the Melbourne Storm to secure that win. So he's he's up against Taruva of the Panthers. So no doubt Taruva will be experiencing some high kicks his way with Will Warbrick just chasing them down and trying to score tries like he did last week against the Roosters. Cameron Munster, big game player, 5'8". A lot of attention will be on him as well. He'll be one of the main game players for the Melbourne Storm. Uh, he loves this situation. He loves playing against the best sides in the big games, on the big stage. This game being played at a core stadium. Will it be a 40,000-plus crowd? You'd probably like to think so. Um, this game... It's worthy of being played at a big stadium. Obviously, too small to be played at the Bluebet Stadium. And probably, again, a little bit small to be played at Combank Stadium. So, play it at a core stadium. See if you can get about 40,000 there, even 40,000 plus to a prelim final. That would be outstanding, especially for an out-of-Sydney out team against uh, obviously the reigning premiers as well so you'd like to think a lot of the Penrith fans can get there uh, but an out of Sydney team uh, playing them as well so that'll be interesting to see how many fans the Melbourne Storm can get to this game on Friday night look it's gonna be a a lot of people are tipping the Panthers, and rightfully so. They are the defending premiers. They are the minor premiers. They are favourites in this game. Melbourne, they played probably not their best football last week against the Roosters and just got away with the win. They got smacked by the Broncos in week one of the finals. This game is going to be tough for them, but you just never know about Melbourne. You think maybe they could just jag this win. I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip the Panthers in this one, but only really. It's going to be really close, but I would not be surprised if Melbourne can jag this win out of the blue as well. Um, even if it is like a like last week with a last minute try or a, or a penalty goal right at the end or a field goal, so it'll be really close this game. And look, as I said, I'm gonna tip I'm gonna tip the Panthers in this one, but I would not be surprised if the Melbourne Storm, with all that experience there and also the coaching experience, just get them over the line. So. It's going to be a cracker of a game on Friday at a core stadium. The second preliminary final is a sellout at Suncorp Stadium up in Brisbane. 52,500 people will be there at Suncorp Stadium and hopefully it's half Warriors, half Broncos, but you never know what's going to be turning up, especially after those scenes last week over there in New Zealand at um, Mount Smart Stadium, you could, I, I guess the old name was called. Um, it's just amazing, the atmosphere there. You could hear it come over the TV. Um, the, the scenes were great when Sean Johnson was walking off the field there, uh, reacting to the crowd. He was reacting to them. They were reacting to him. Uh, it was 
certainly great scenes in there over in New Zealand. So let's hope we can see a massive turnout of Warriors fans. No doubt there will be up in Brisbane for this game, but you'd like to think that there'd be more Broncos fans there. But the Warriors, even though they may not have as many fans there, they will certainly make themselves heard in this crowd on Saturday night. Now, this game's on at 7.50pm. A lot of, I guess you could say, comments about this game being played at that time. It's going to be nearly 10 o'clock over in New Zealand, so I feel sorry for you Warriors fans over in New Zealand being on so late. Uh, Thankfully, it is on a Saturday night as well, I guess, but still, even though it is a late one... Still, you got to think of. Uh, I guess you could think of the kids and say, "Oh, you know, it's going to be a, it's going to be midnight by the time they uh, finish this game." So, if they're if the kids are anything like me, sometimes I can fall asleep before the end of a game um, after a tough day's work. But uh, uh, so anyway, it is what it is. This game's on at that time, um, and look, that's that. Yeah, it just is what it is. Hopefully, next time something like this comes up, it could be on at a earlier time, but we'll just have to wait and see in that one. But anyway, this game, both sides are unchanged from their previous games. So the Broncos, they beat the Melbourne Storm in week one of the finals. They had the last week off. They've uh, named the same side that defeated the... Melbourne Storm, so Reese Walsh at fullback, Tony Staggs, Herbie Farnworth, Adam Reynolds, who's playing great football at this time of year. He's been there with South Sydney before. He knows how to win a competition. And this is why Brisbane bought him at uh, for the club, is these situations, these games, this end of year games, so he knows he knows what it takes to win these games. The Brisbane forward pack, led by Payne Haas, potential Dallium winner of the year um, in that proposition, partnered with Thomas Flegler, who is a very aggressive player, but legally aggressive, I should say that. Uh, loves to play with that aggression and try and take your head off in every tackle. Has had some great hits during the year, and um, that's what you want from your front rowers. Kurt Capel won a premiership with the Panthers. He knows what it takes. Pat Carrigan at lock. He has certainly come of age this year. Obviously, winning the Queensland Origin Player of the Year, I think it was last year, um, as and then the World Cup as well last year certainly gave him a lot of experience in big moments. And this season, he scored his first try as well, so that was great to see as well. Uh, him scoring his first try, so. Look, a very well-balanced side there for the Brisbane Broncos. Um, look, it's going to be a great, cla- a few great clashes here. Obviously, Reese Walsh at fullback with Charles Nickel Clockstar at fullback for the Warriors. Great common, uh, sorry, great fullback battle there. Reynolds and Johnson, the two elder statesmen, 
at halfback. Uh, that's going to be a great battle there. Um, Rocco Berry, Katoni Staggs, or Rocco Berry and Herbie Farmworth, whichever way it goes, could be Pompey and Katoni Staggs. So probably the Rocco Berry, Herbie Farmworth battle there, that's going to be a good one as well. So, so much to see. For the Warriors, unchanged lineup that smashed the Newcastle Knights over there in New Zealand last week. Um, Adam Fanua Blake against Payne Haas. That's going to be a great battle. Uh, Adam has certainly upped his game this year, scoring a lot of tries for a prop forward and has got some pretty handy footwork as well. So. Uh, great to see him playing some good footy and that battle with Payne Haas will be a great one to see. Wade Egan at hooker, he has certainly upped his game as well this year uh, and it's no surprise that the Warriors are doing so well with him at hooker and he is part of the reason as to why they are going so well. Obviously with Sean Johnson as well playing the football that he is at the moment this year for the Warriors is another reason why the Warriors are going so well but Wade Egan as well is a crucial linchpin in that side. Murata Niakore, he's been there before last year with Parramatta, played in the preliminary final and against the Cowboys and also the grand final last year so a little bit of experience there he will want to go one better this year so he will pass on that experience to the younger fellas in the side like Jackson Ford, Mitch Barnett and just let them know what he learned from last year and the captain, Tohu Harris, as well, what a player he is. He has got the experience, won a competition with the Melbourne Storm um, and is, a, again, another crucial linchpin in this side as well. So his combination with Sean Johnson, Charles Nickelkockstar as well um, in some of those plays that the Warriors do, uh, very crucial. And he's a tackling machine as well, so... Look, this is going to be a cracker of a game. Um, I, I'm always a little bit wary about having a week off in semi-finals. For me, I would. I, I'm not. I don't know. I've obviously never played in a in a semi in a prelim final, but I, I would like to think that having uh, playing semi-final football every single week would be an advantage rather than having a week off because we have seen. In the past, in the regular competition, some teams be a little bit flat after having the bye weekend. Um, obviously, this is finals, so they've got everything to play for. So it's probably a little bit different. But in my opinion, I think playing finals every single week is probably the best way to go. Um, and look, I, I'm going to tip the Warriors in this one just in a Again, in a tight one. Um, the last time these two sides played, it was 26-22 to the Brisbane Broncos. That one was over in New Zealand. So, again, this one is going to be a close game. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tip the Warriors to make the grand final for the first time since 2011. Um, and, look, the Broncos have had a great season this year. If the Warriors can shut down uh, Reese Walsh at the back there with his electrifying pace, 
and also rush Adam Reynolds as well uh, with his kicking game, which is on song every game. He knows every blade of grass up there at Suncorp Stadium. So if they can disrupt his kicking game, keep an eye on Reese Walsh as well, then the Warriors will do go a long way to winning this game. So... Yeah, I'm going to tip the Warriors in this game only just by a margin of, I think, four points. So uh, the Warriors to get into the grand final against the Panthers. So I think that that's the way it'll go this weekend. So just recapping my tips for this week. I'm going to go the Panthers just. I'm going to go the Warriors in the NRL and I'm going to go the Newcastle Knights and the Sydney Roosters in the NRLW look enjoy your football this weekend these are nerve wracking games any knockout semi-final is nerve wracking but prelim finals they are really nerve wracking and if your team gets over the line they can be really emotional um, victories as well with the job still not done. So, look, enjoy your football this weekend. If your team is in any of these games, good luck. Enjoy it. I'll be watching all of them, no doubt. And uh, we will see who our grand finalists are um, by Sunday afternoon, obviously with the women playing on Sunday and the men playing on the Friday and Saturday. So... We'll know who our grand finals are, and then it will be grand final week. Now, stay tuned this coming week. There won't be a interview podcast on Thursday. There will be a, a podcast with a premiership-winning coach uh, who will... I'll have a chat with him who will give his thoughts about the prelim finals in the NRL dub uh, sorry NRL um, over the weekend so looking forward to chatting to him again his expert opinion about these two games he's seen a lot of these sides play and especially lately as well so that'll be out on Thursday so stay tuned for that one uh, and then my chat with the Duckman on Pulse FM as well on 89.9 FM will be live on Friday. Enjoy your footy. May the best team win. And that, thank you very much for listening. Please share and subscribe. And thank you once again. Listening to another episode of the Paracade Podcast. See you next time.